You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. And yes, as always, we are delighted to have with us our dear brother, Dr. Adegwe Gogwale. Doc, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. And you? I'm well too. I'm well too. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. But this morning, that question on Bible study as a spiritual discipline and the question on, on Genesis, on Genesis, who were the people that King was referring to when he said, look, I'm afraid some people will kill me as a punishment for killing Abel. Who were the people he was referring to? Those two questions, by the grace of God, we attempt right now. We'll be led by Dr. Adigbe Gugwale, but you can send in your comment and question as we go along, and it will be a refreshing time, I'm sure, by the grace of God. Okay, Doc, over to you now. All right, so let us start with the, the question on who Cain was referring to. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he said he was afraid that if any man found him, mm. he would kill him. Mm-hmm. Now, the question seems to be instigated by the fact that the creation story in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. Mm. He says the impression that when God made mankind, he started with only one human being. Yes. Called Adam. And out of him, he made Eve. Mm-hmm. And then the two of them became the first family. Yes. And that by the time they gave birth to Cain and subsequently Abel, mm-hmm. they effectively had only four human beings. Yeah. In the whole world. And so by the time King had come of age mm. and able to was a mature man, mm-hmm. it would appear that there were no other human beings on the surface of the earth. So where would King perhaps find wives mm. or a wife in his own case? Yes. Or Lama could have wives. Mm-hmm. And where would anybody exist? That would set, would have such a malevolent intention exactly. as to want to kill another human being. Exactly. Mentally, well, that Cain was the first murderer, mm-hmm. and then Lamech thereafter. Now, the point that I'm trying to make is that when you look at the creation story, mm. you seem to forget that several years had passed. From the time that Cain and Abel were born, and the time other accounts of the birth of children mm-hmm. to to Adam and Eve, exactly, and you would have thought that maybe Adam and Eve had no other children. Now the Bible just not give us a clear you know, um, view of what went on between uh, the death of Abel mm-hmm. and the birth of uh, Seth. Yes. We do not know much, but we can safely assume that as at the time Seth was born, had grown up to be a, a very mature man. Exactly. Yeah, to that extent. 
it is very likely that there were other children that historiographical anonymity did not pay attention to. And you know, in history, which Genesis represents, I hope you are following me. Yes, I'm following. We are, we are following you. You tend to focus on the lineage that is of interest. Mm-hmm. So when the Bible was written in the first five books, it was written with the understanding of the Jewish lineage, of the Jewish genealogy. Exactly. So to that extent, there could have been so many other human beings left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the book of Luke, and you see the third chapter, and you examine the genealogy of Christ, you would almost assume that maybe Jacob did not have other children. Exactly. Or that there was no Simeon or Levi somewhere. Because the plot being traced was one from point A to point B. With little attention to A1, A2, A3, A4, B2, B3, B4, and all those other extensions that are naturally occurring. Mm. So that, to my mind, is the basis for us just moving from Cain to Seth. Because by the time you find the account in Luke, you will then see that the lineage of Seth was the lineage of interest. Yeah. Among the children of Noah, the lineage of, of Shem was the lineage of interest. Not the lineage of Ham or Joseph, per se, in the Lucan account. Yeah. But when you go into some other account, you will see that there were other people of interest that were alluded to. So I think it is important for us that we can assume that those other people that Cain talked about and the lineages from which people like Lamech arose mm-hmm. that have been people who were offspring Adam and Eve as well. As well, exactly. Now, if we do not make that assumption, we nullify the gravity of the cross. Absolutely. We nullify the unity of mankind. So there is no other assumption that can be made. Exactly. Because as a matter of fact, when you look at First Corinthians chapter 15, if you start reading from around verse 20, mm. it begins to explain that it was through one man that sin came into the world. Yes. And that it will be through one man that redemption or salvation from sin would come. So the moment we move away from Adam, and we imagine that there could be any other lineage of mankind. Mm-hmm. But the unity of redemption, domicile in Christ Jesus, yes. 
will be effectively nullified. Exactly. And we know by faith that that would not be. Oh, yes. So the omissions of historiographic analysis should not lead us astray. So that we don't think that, okay, there are, there are um, suggestions mm -hmm. that there are many Eve. Maybe there was more than one other, and that the lineages of mankind may not necessarily be traced genetically to one Adam. Exactly. I've seen that argument somewhere. And while that may be something that attacks the fancy of scientists, I would submit that it speaks to a fundamental issue of where things came from. Not from a multiple of sources, but from a single Adamic nature. Exactly. Occasioned by the power of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And I do not advance this as an argument to apologize for the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. I'm only saying that to assume that there were other people not from Adam is something we, have, we will have to assume. And to assume exactly. that there was only one race is an assumption to be made. Mm -hmm. Now, I would prefer the latter assumption because it is the only one consistent with the truth of Scripture. Any other assumption will become faulty when you put it in the light of the gospel truth. Exactly. Now, Jesus came to the world as the Savior of the world, mm -hmm. and there is no other name under heaven even among them, by which we shall be saved. Because there was only one nature that brought us into conflict with God. And only one new nature will return us to the Eden of God. Exactly. So once we understand that as in the local account, historiographic and analysis may pay attention to single sources leading to specific outflows and ignoring other sources or other, uh, or other um, you know, connections as you go along, then it will be easy for us to assume exactly. that it was only one family, one lineage, one nature, one is humanity. I mean, to a large extent, mm -hmm. when you look at the history of religion, you will see that religion had always been man's attempt to satisfy God. Yes. God has exemplified by the imaginations of men. Mm -hmm. So, idolatry, uh, uh, polytheism, pantheism, uh, and all of those. Yeah. An attempt to reach God in a satisfactory manner. But why is that so? Why is it a universal tendency? It's because it's human nature. It's a unit. It's, it, it, it's a unity of that nature. That is a, that is a way we all share one way. And that is a way by which we must all right one way. Exactly.
and which is Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, to, to conclude the point I'm making, that history has documented in Genesis process of a clear beginning. Mm. Now is the path to address the lineage of faith along the line there were other people mentioned but critical essence was placed on the lineage of faith. Exactly. The local account in landing on Christ who was supposed to be the son of Joseph because that's the way you put it as was supposed. Yeah. Suggesting that we know that he is not the son of Joseph according to the lineage of faith so that you can rescue the entirety of the race, it will be considered as of the human nature. Now, some Bible scholars would even say that by the time you come to Genesis chapter 6, exactly. that uh, when you talk about those who were the sons of, 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 of God, who were now having intercourse with the the daughters of men of men, yes. Was like a type of the lineage of sin corrupting themselves with the lineage not of sin. Mm. Some Bible scholars have interpreted the battle. Now that is not my own interpretation. My own interpretation is that. There were telling angels. They as in the sons of God in the sense of angels. Exactly. Who fell because they found the daughters of men very alluring. And they left their estate. And they were deceived. Now, whether I'm right or wrong, only heaven will tell. Mm -hmm. And that's the point I'm making. That in biblical interpretation, there are levels to which we can come. And there are levels that by human knowledge, science, and all of that, we can never do. So as to who those people were that Cain was talking about, I cannot say for a certainty their individual identity. But consistent with the gospel truth, mm -hmm. we can simply assume that they were offspring of Adam and Eve that were not clearly accounted for in the historiographical analysis that was focused on the lineage of them. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you very much, Doc. Thank you very much. And, and, and I love uh, two important things that you mentioned. One is about timelines, about timelines that uh, we do not have detailed timelines in the Christian account. Uh, and, and the reason is quite simple because the, the Christian account was not given to us uh, to indicate timelines. So, uh, as you rightly mentioned, when history is recorded, uh, the person who is giving the account of history always has a purpose. A purpose. Uh, sometimes the, the purpose is to establish timelines. Sometimes the purpose is to establish uh, the fact of creation itself, which, as you have mentioned, have been affirmed. I mean, in the New Testament as well. In this case, in Genesis, we do not find 
as the purpose of the person giving this account to establish timelines for us. No timelines were established. Mm. So, so you have, have things moving on at a very fast pace. For example, in Genesis 4, in Genesis 4, it says Adam knew his wife and she bore Cain. Then she bore then she bore again. This time his brother Abel. What is the timeline between uh, the birth of Cain and the birth of Abel? We do not know. Some people think they were twins. Then he says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain put an offering. So what was the timeline between the birth of Abel and that, <laughs> that process of time? And then all of a sudden in verse 4, um, there was the killing of Abel. And then again, we have God talking to Cain. Even between the killing of Abel and the time that God confronted Cain. What was the timeline? We don't even know. Absolutely. I mean, we always assume we always assume it was immediately that God confronted Cain. We don't know uh, whether whether it was it was immediately. And then in Genesis 5, verse 4, it says, um, Adam lived 800 years and he had sons and daughters. He had sons and daughters. Mm. That was Adam. So we don't know when he had them. We don't know when he had them. <laughs> exactly. Did he have them immediately after um Abel was killed? After said, you know, and then when did Cain marry? When did he marry? Was it long after the killing? So we don't know. So anybody who is saying that, oh, there's a gap in Genesis, that person is making an assumption. An assumption that, oh, the timelines were just um, going very fast. And there's no basis for that. Yeah. Exactly. And there's no basis for that assumption as well. So the, as the doctor has mentioned, the, the only assumption that we should make is the assumption that the Bible has affirmed. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself affirmed the Genesis account. Uh, Paul affirmed it. So we have a basis to also affirm it. The people who are pointing holes in Genesis, they are also making assumptions. So that's an important thing to always mention, that these people are also making an assumption, assumptions that are not valid. They have no basis for those assumptions. They are not consistent with the gospel truth. They are not consistent with the gospel truth. They are just assuming that, oh, uh, these things happened so fast, there was no time for Adam to have other sons and daughters to populate the world. That's what they, that, that's the assumption. And of course, you remember that Adam and Eve, they got this instruction straight from God to go and populate the world. That was one of the instructions that God gave to them. Not to go and go to be the source of all offspring. To be the source of all offspring. So they so and Genesis 5 for Adam had other sons and daughters. We do not know when he had them. So that is sufficient for us to say that oh, maybe he had them early, and then when they had so those other sons and daughters, they populated the world. And as Dr. Bugangwell has rightly mentioned, you find um the history account in the Bible focusing on just the person um who has consequential effect on the ultimate point to be made and you see from which is the gospel which is the gospel which is jesus, which is jesus christ which is jesus christ is the ultimate point to be made so the, the local account focused on seth and just focused on him what about those other people of course they existed but uh, for the point of establishing the uh, the humanity and the divinity of jesus christ he had to focus on seth so i believe that you've given a good answer to this at the end of the day we have to receive the bible by faith and what is more that faith is not just in in a vacuum it's not just in a vacuum it's a faith based on what has been affirmed by our Lord Jesus Christ, by the apostles, and by all the church fathers for uh, for centuries. Thank you very much, Doc. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Tony. And let me just say that when you look at history, mm. consistency is key. Exactly, yes. So Jesus has affirmed the lineage of faith. Mm-hmm. By that tracing, which is not in doubt. Yes. 
then it's perhaps suggestible that anything that is not consistent with the truth, who is Jesus, must give way for him. So even if the assumption that we will make, mm. for as long as Jesus says is the way, the truth, and the life, the life yes. we must trace the path of the truth back to faith. Exactly. We must trace faith back to Adam. Mm-hmm. For it was in Adam that the malady requiring Christ resulted. Exactly. And it is in Christ that we find the remedy for Adam okay. to assume that there is any other Adam would be to assume that there must be another Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that cannot happen because Jesus is not in that as his claims and to the essence of his death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. History is not in doubt. That one man from the tribe of Judah was killed on a cruel Roman cross. Based on the accusations of living Jews who insisted that he declared himself as Messiah. Exactly. History is not in doubt as to that account. Exactly. So, what we do not know is the account of Adam and his husband. Mm-hmm. What we know without assumption is the account of Jesus as the Savior of the world. Yes. I mean, a man may decide not to accept Jesus as the Savior of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Except the fact that the person will be jeopardized eternal life. Exactly. That God has free of that thing. Exactly. But what I'm saying is from history, there should be no problem with that. Absolutely no Because problem. Jesus has made it very clear. And this was as recently as the first century. So the, 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 the point we are making is that history is on the table, I mean, in favor of the veracity of the claims mm-hmm. of the humanity of Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. History may not be able to suggest us the credibility of the redemptive grace in him. Mm. We accept that by faith. Exactly. But because we are dealing first and foremost with his historical analysis, that is why I'm focusing on the history that is closest to us. Because in historical analysis, the closer the account is to the actors, mm-hmm. the more reliable that historical account is. So we know from the time of you know of the Greeks and, and the Romans who we already had writing mm. that the claim of Jesus is that he is the savior of the world. And that this claim is premised on the fact that he was the manna that was sent in the wilderness. Premised on the claim that he is the Passover lamb that was sacrificed in Exodus uh, to the tribe of, uh, I mean, to, to, to the people of Israel. Yes. Who were the offspring of that sinful Adam, thereby tracing his own humanity to that single Adam that is a consequence. Exactly. Any other proposal that there is another, another Adam or Adamic case, like in somewhere, 
Mm. will attempt to nullify the unity of redemption in Christ. Exactly. And there is no room in our faith to even entertain such an assumption. No, no room whatsoever. So the only assumption we can make, which is both reasonable and plausible, mm -hmm. is that they, I mean, uh, Adam had other children. And the Bible must have been referring to those ones. To those ones, absolutely. Simple enough. Absolutely. Reasonable enough. Absolutely. Plausible enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that should survive. Absolutely. 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 Uh, so reasonable, plausible, uh, rooted in the scriptures. And of course, also point out that any assumption to the contrary has no basis of whatsoever. Has no basis just you are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.